This episode of the podcast is brought to you as always by our good friend, Laura Lee Smith. She is a real estate agent in the Bryan College Station, Texas and surrounding areas, but it's also brought to you by any local business or brand that you believe in. Follow them on social media, tag them in post, interact with them, screenshot it and blast their site out. Whatever you can do to help each and every one of those things that you believe in succeed and be better after this crazy situation is over, the better. So we support Laura Lee, we support all the local brands, and we'll be blasting those things out on our Instagram daily. This episode is with a person that is local to us, but she is global in what she does. It's Kelly Anthony from the Anthony Kitchen, and she has food recipes. She's a food vlogger, and what a fun conversation it was about the food, recipes and how she comes up with them, branding and how she does it, and pursuing a hobby and turning it into a passion and how the ups and downs and all that. You know what? I'm going to let Kelly tell it because she does such a better job than I do. Even with the technical difficulties that we had due to internet and all that good stuff, it still was a fantastic conversation and I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you do too. Here she is, Kelly Anthony. I guess this is the anniversary of your, or the date you should be at a vlog conference. Is that right? It is a food blogger conference. Yes. Um, and there will be vloggers there. I guess I'm both a food blogger and a vlogger because I do YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, I'm sad not to be going to that. Is your, is your, uh, I know that's why we scheduled the podcast because when we were talking on the phone, you were like, you said that. I was like, well, why don't we just do it on this date since you can't go? So it would make it kind of, kind of cool, kind of a different way to do it. It makes up for all of it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what, uh, on your YouTube, I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. Yeah. YouTube, um, we are in the process of growing. Um, the, Website has really taken precedent for the most part as far as uh, priorities go. Um, but I feel like that's on a really good road now. And so we can sort of make a little more room for some other goals. And so on the YouTube, are you like talking while you're cooking like a regular type cooking show? Yes. So we, it's, it's a stand and stir style YouTube channel, which is, you know, you're behind the counter mixing your bowl or doing whatever you're going to do. And, um, and then we, we do do some voiceovers with some B-roll type footage, but yeah, for the most part, it's, it's me on camera, just walking you through a recipe. Who helps you out with all that? Or you, you do it all yourself? Um, when I first started, I was doing it myself and then um, between the setup and the editing and all that, it really is just so time consuming um, to film and edit and put together a video. So I have, uh, I found a videographer in town and um, he has been awesome. Um, And I really love a lot of times with, you know, when you're a blogger, a lot of the people that you work with, you don't ever actually get to meet. It's all virtual. And um, so this person was actually recommended to me from a CrossFit gym that I went to a while back. And I had seen some videos that he had done. And I said, well, hey, what's 
can I get this, you know, his information? And so we kind of worked out a deal where um, he comes and sets up and films and then he uh, takes it home and, and he edits it. So really it's just like a full day of filming for me. We've started doing um, three videos in a day and, you know, wardrobe changes and all. And then he takes all those videos and chops them up and makes them seamless and nice and I think looking good. <laughs> that's so much, that seems like it's so much cleanup, so much like set up again. Like you do one, you clean it up, you set it up again. I mean, people make three meals in a day. So you're making three meals for a video and then you have to make more meals later on for a family? Yeah, it is. It's exhausting. It really is on those uh, shoot days. But I try to do, um, I have as much prep done in advance as I possibly can. And then in addition to uh, Justin, the videographer, I also have an assistant come in and help me. Um, and so that person is watching for like, <laughs> so funny, like open drawers or, you know, did we leave the pantry door open or is there sour cream on my shirt? <laughs> like, something, awesome. You know, the, just the little things. And then they'll help with, um, whenever we, we finish up with the recipe, I'll kind of instruct them how to break it down. I've got the second set of uh, food items for the next video ready. They'll come set it up. I'll go change. We come back and we just try to knock it out as as fast as we can. So, I mean, this is crazy, the process. And you've made a full-time job out of food vlogging or blogging, I should say, right? Blogging, vlogging. You call it whatever you want. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Everybody's talking about vlogging, so I say vlogging. My... My where I make um, my income is from my website. So so I I I don't think I could call myself a a full time vlogger because we're not we haven't monetized YouTube yet. But but for sure a full time food blogger. It eats up a lot of my day. <laughs> so what sure. what got you into it? How did you get started doing this whole thing? Um, it actually it's. I love to tell this story. Um, I was reading in um, Proverbs about the virtuous wife. This was in like 2010. And um, it talks about how uh, she makes things with her hands and sells them. And because she has the skill that her husband doesn't, but her husband, her family doesn't have to worry when the winter comes. And it really um, kind of fell in line with our circumstances at the time because my husband's business was still new and he has a uh, like landscape installation construction type business that would always sort of, um, you know, taper off in at Christmas time. And, um, and so money would get really tight at that time of the year. We were really um, young family and starting out. And so it was just like, it was, it was so hard at the time of the year that you spent the most money. And um, I wanted to be able to contribute so that he could still find joy in that season and not just feel all of this pressure um, to provide in more ways than he already had. Cause at that time I was, um, I was staying home with, 
with our first daughter and I wasn't working. She was, um, she was a few months old at that time. And, um, so I thought, okay, I, in that, uh, in that chapter, it talks about how she uh, makes clothes and she sews them and and I thought, well, I'm not, I can't sew a button, <laughs> so, but I can, I can bake, you know, so I started, um, I just made up this menu, and I shared it with family and friends, and it was a list of, like, 15 cookies that you could order, and um, so I wanted to use that money to be able to buy our family Christmas presents, and then, um, like over the next five years, uh, it just got built up and built up and built up and built up, uh, to where like the last year that I did it, I think was 2016. Um, I was baking like 5,000 cookies with at Christmas time from like the month of November to December. <laughs> it was like, and by that point, um, really my husband's business had grown and we really weren't in the same, um, financial place that we were, you know, years ago. And so we didn't necessarily need that income to support Christmas time anymore. And it really started to suck the joy out of Christmas. And so we, um, my husband basically said, he, he said, look, do you, do you want a commercial storefront? Cause because you got to take it out of this kitchen. Like, we can't <laughs> handle this anymore. You know, we had like a deep freeze that we had that I would make dough in advance and then go store it in this deep freeze and, and bake cookies as, you know, as it came time to package. And it just got, it was out of control. And a storefront has never been a vision I've seen for myself or anything that I wanted. I always wanted to, um, to, to, be there when my kids got home from school. And I, I, so I didn't think that was, that was not a desire of my heart. And so I, but I didn't want to throw away, you know, I built up the Anthony kitchen. And, um, so for years, friends had been telling me, you need to start a a blog. You need to do a website. You love to cook. We, we want your recipes. And, and I hated the idea. (laughs) hated the idea of being a blogger and having to write out recipes. I guess I'd rather bake 5,000 cookies. I don't know, but it, it didn't sound appealing, but it sounded better at the time than throwing away uh, what I had been working up to. So I kind of just bit the bullet and um, we took it online. I think it was, um, three years ago, 2017, after that, after that Christmas, it was like three months later, I started the website. So that's how it happened. And then off from there, now you're having a blast doing it. I'm assuming. I, um, I love it actually. I, um, it is a really amazing creative outlet for me. My favorite part of this job is uh, recipe development and I get to do that like every single day now. So um, I probably, I develop at least four to five new recipes every week. So that's, that's, it really is a great wow. um, outlet for me and definitely fulfills a need I have in there for sure. So how do you co- just 
this is amazing. Like, how do you come up with recipes from scratch? Because the way we found out about you is my wife uses your, like she cooked like five of your recipes in one week and continues to look at it and just loves the recipes and the sites and the food is delicious. And like the recipes are easy to follow. She says like, it's just spelled out plain and simple where it's easy to make it and it tastes the way it looks and the way it's supposed to. Okay, well, first off, let me just say I love your wife and tell her thank you for me (laughs) because there is literally nothing that a food blogger could hear that would make them happier than than that. That is um, just that will I will take that and I will carry it with me for a long time. So thank you. Um, It's very I love it. Um, How do I? So I. Whenever I'm, I'm a very busy person. And when my oldest daughter was a newborn, this is, you know, 10 years ago, um, I found myself at this really weird place where like your, your free time was like just 30 minute stretches. (laughs) They were like in between like feeding and doing all the things you had to do. And so I started reading, um, cookbooks. I would read (laughs) like when she, you know, in my few minutes of free time, I would read a recipe top to bottom. Um, and then after I had read a few cookbooks, I would read, um, I started reading about like tools and techniques and like why you use a paring knife to cut this and why do you use a utility knife for this? And um, like, why do you, why would you pan sear the chicken before you bake it? All these things. And then, you know, over a couple of years, everything just started to click. And once you understand the reason why you do certain things in the kitchen, then recipe development becomes kind of second nature, I guess. Um, And then it's like, you know, once you have developed, uh, let's say you have a recipe for pan-seared chicken, well, you can now take that recipe for pan-seared chicken and you can turn it into like a hundred different recipes just using that one technique. And I get inspiration from everywhere for this, you know, like things that you try at a potluck or um, magazines or, I mean, I have an embarrassing amount of cookbooks that I look through all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I really like what you said about like you, you study, you got the fundamentals basically down of <clears throat> what everything does, why you do it. And why it goes there. And then you're allowed to be the, it's like an open doorway to be creative inside those rules. So like, then it's wide open. You, once you understand the why, then you can just run free with it and keep those same core things, but then make it into something different. It kind of applies that way to anything in life. Really. It's one, like you can't just skip that step. Like if you skip that step of understanding the, you know, what the paring knife is used for, why you pants here, like why's the, the whole reason then you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't be able to make recipes. Exactly. For sure. So that's like, that's a really cool, I I really dig that. And uh, the self-taught thing, like uh, we watch 
the kids got us into watching MasterChef in this whole social distancing time. You know, school's out, and they're like, we love MasterChef. <laughs> so we watch it, and you find yourself cheering for the different people. And I'm not really like a crazy TV guy, but I'm like, I know the guy's names, and I'm like, I want this person to win, and I'm cheering for him. But you see like what they do, and they're just regular like household chefs or whatever, and or they're not actually like studied chefs. And they go and they create these amazing dishes and you go, man, I wonder what it takes to do that. And now I have firsthand account of how you get to that point. Like that's how you do it. And that's how they did it. So that's really neat to know. Like, and, and your branding too. The Anthony's Kitchen thing is it's, it's fascinating because it's so eye-catching. Your Instagram, oh, your, your well, pictures you. and everything else. How did you come up with the name and how did that branding of the food and your recipes evolve? Um, so whenever I was uh, an at-home bakery, um, it was funny because we, I started, when I started that in 2010, it was called Snowy Brook Bakery because we lived on Snowy Brook, on a street called Snowy Brook. And, um, <clears throat> And, and I liked it because it was our street name, and I just thought it was a cute, cute and catchy. And then, um, and then we were moving, and I thought, I don't know if I like Storybrook <laughs> <laughs> Bakery as much. And I talked to a friend about it a lot, and I said, well, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about changing the name and sort of like broadening the horizons a little bit. And I think that I want to call it, um, the Anthony kitchen. And she said, no, no, you need to call it something catchy like Kelly's kitchen or Kelly, what Kelly's cooking or something (laughs) like that. And I was just really dead set on the Anthony kitchen. I just liked the way that it sounded. Um, little did I know, you know, once I got into the website, uh, side of things, it probably would have been better to have a shorter domain name because it doesn't eat as much space up uh, on like meta titles and meta description type stuff, which is techie and annoying to talk about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I liked the way it sounded. So we switched gears just a couple years in, and I'm really glad that I did because I don't think Snowy Brook Bakery would make a lot of sense for for the direction that that it's gone. No, I think it's way like the name is it sticks in your head. That's why I said the branding of it is perfect because uh even I'm so glad to know that. Yeah, even today I'm like, "Oh, what what was that? What what's her Instagram again?" She and my wife's like, "Anthony Kitchen." Like, "Oh yeah, that's it." Okay, cool. And we can go there. If it had been <laughs> Kelly's Kitchen or something like that, it wouldn't have been as easy to remember. Like, and I really it's really neat to hear how you like other people were telling you different and not in a bad way at all, but like they were telling you, no, it needs to be this. And you decide, like you decided this is what it needs to be. Well, I'm nothing if not stubborn. And really <laughs> it's, uh, it makes for a good food blogger. Cause I get so mad when I don't nail a recipe on the first try. <laughs> so I will keep going until I get it. I'm still working on strawberry pie. I'm telling you what is giving me trouble. <laughs> Fresh strawberry pie. So do the kids and your husband get to eat the mess ups as well? Like all the little trial runs of these recipes? Oh, yeah. 
for sure. They are my forever guinea pigs. And I have a brutally honest husband. (laughs) (laughs) He and I, um, we really are a great pair in that we are extremely, um, I don't think that we're picky eaters, but we have very high standards for the way something should taste. And if something should be better, um, he is not afraid to say very bluntly, Hey, you're not going to put this on the website. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) Has it ever come to a point where he said that and you were about to put it on the website? Um, there have been some times where, so, so there are certain types of food that he just does not like. I'm trying to think of an example where I'm like, you just don't, you don't even know, sir. You know, kind of like that kind of <laughs> attitude. <laughs> but, oh, he doesn't like um, sweet and savory. So that's just not his thing. So like a... Um, these brown sugar garlic chicken thighs that I have on the site, they're like, it's probably one of my favorite, favorite recipes. It's like this sweet teriyaki type sauce, with lots of garlic and crispy chicken thighs. And um, the kids love them and I love them, but it's just not his thing. So he got overruled based on the fact that I know that it was because there's too much sweet for him to deal with in that kind of recipe. But most of the time, I respect the man's opinion. And he even has, um, (laughs) our friends joke that he needs to start the Manthony kitchen. (laughs) 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 He is is like, he he could be on a competitive barbecue team. He is an excellent um, smoker of meats and grill master. So, I for sure default to him. Um, so we're going to put out a Texas brisket recipe together and um, oh, awesome. the steak fajitas that are on the website. Those are, um, that's actually his marinade and, and his, the way that he does the fajitas. They taste a lot like Lupe tortilla fajitas if you like um, Lupe tortilla. So, um, so it's sometimes it's collaborative and sometimes it's, um, there's a there's a little riff there. <laughs> so both of you are into this whole food thing then. And have you always have both of you always had a palate for it? Like to taste the differences in food and the little nuances, or is it something that just like gradually happened over time? I think that you know, I think with anything, like you get better as you care more. And food is definitely something that we have always always loved together. Like when we were in college, um, he lived next door to me, but we would have like joint barbecues together and, um, you know, I would make the sides and he would do the meat outside on the grill and he was smoking briskets even actually in college. Um, but we, um, we have always cared about food. I would say that we've both gotten a lot better at food, um, as the years have gone on and really when we first um, got married, it was like a struggle for us in the kitchen. Cause we both wanted to, to wear the, the chef's hat. 
for the other one to to be sous chef. So I started a blog. So now he's my my sous chef. Now, yeah, now he has <laughs> to like who brings in the money on the food? Okay, like now you're the sous chef. Yeah, right. <laughs> Until it comes to the barbecue pit, and then he's the chef. Did you catch that? It looked like you lost me. Yeah, I got you back now. Okay, like. good deal, good deal. Um, so this it's just I would love to hear stories like this where it started kind of out of necessity of needing to make some money but you didn't go get just a random job you used something that you love to do which is food to fill in some income gaps as like a hobby and it just seemed like I love hearing like gain traction slowly over time but how many years in the process has it been since you started those cookies until now Um, This is actually, somebody pointed out to me, I didn't even realize it, that this is 10 years now. Um, And so, you know, it started the first half of it as an at-home bakery, making money through the physical sale of baked goods, and now um, bringing in an income that is essentially based on uh, web traffic and uh, ad revenue and I guess working with sponsors as well. But, uh, excuse me, learning to uh, monetize a website (laughs) felt like a very long and hard road. I thought that you would just put out really great recipes and that you would automatically have this following and all this web traffic, but that unfortunately is not the way that it works. So it was a very um, humbling, humbling experience for sure. So how did you get all the web traffic? Like what what were some of the things that you used and changed up and things that didn't work that you thought would? Well, at first I thought I can snap one picture, one terrible picture of a recipe And then I can put up just the recipe and I don't have to write anything else about it. I can just say, this is yellow squash casserole. It's so good. Make it and include a recipe and that could be it. But that is not the way it works. Um, So I had to hone in on some photography skills, which were completely absent before all of this. Um, So I really had to learn, uh, had to learn to take good pictures of food, which is um, deceptively hard. (laughs) Photographing food is so much harder than than I thought it would be, Um, especially casseroles. Casseroles are really tough. Um, And uh, and the other thing is um, you have to write for your audience. But you also have to write for a search engine. So I don't know if you're familiar with the term SEO, search engine optimization, but it is a huge part of my uh, strategy for bringing in organic traffic. Um, And then the other aspect of it was building up social Pinterest, I'm sorry, my dog's over here crying. I don't know if you can hear that or not. No, that's okay. Um, Pinterest uh, is has also made a massive, massive uh, contribution to my traffic, and um, 
And really, I have found that that is the easiest uh, platform to grow on. Pinterest isn't necessarily what you would consider. It's like it's social media, but it's not social media because it's it's really more of a search engine than anything. Um, It's like a it's a search engine that's all pictures. So uh, there's a lot of graphic design that goes into building pins for Pinterest. But I found that putting the time into um, marketing content on there really, really pays off. But then, of course, you have to have Pinterest, I'm sorry, Instagram and Facebook uh, because that's what brands are looking at um, for you to be able to push out uh, you know, new products and campaigns that they're running and whatnot. So, um, as far as building those platforms, I've actually found it incredibly difficult. I found, I feel like maybe I got in the game a little, maybe a couple years too late to really, um, skyrocket growth on Facebook and Instagram. So that's just something that, um, I feel like you just have to chip at daily and just keep posting and keep engaging and just just like everything like we were saying just keep trying just keep like and improving and learning like you you've learned all these crazy skills off of a love of your food vlogging (laughs) that's that's true i really love food yeah because you're like i don't like technology I don't like, I never knew anything about pictures and I had to really do that. This has been a long process, but the one thing you love that trumps all that is the food. Yes. And that is why when you were telling me earlier about what your wife was saying about these recipes, that is so meaningful to me because it is, it's really, it's what I care about. I really care that the that a recipe that I put out landed on your table and and maybe it brought you praise or maybe it just brought people together. Food is about people and sharing and experience. And that is you know, that was how all of our basically holidays were growing up. It was all about, it was about the food as much as it was about the people, but really food is just an excuse to get people together. You know, even if it's, even if it's a date night between my husband and I, you know, we make an event out of, we had our 10 year anniversary under quarantine. So we made an event out of food, (laughs) you know, and it, um, but it, it, we even coursed it out and and made it to where we had, you know, like an actual date and not, you know, a couple hours together. Um, but it revolved around food, conversation and food. And, I mean, you, you also got the time in the kitchen and hanging out with each other. It sounds like a, a, like a whole – like a fun process. So it really speaks to me and really is encouraging that somebody can do something and make something out of it with a passion and I want other people to know that too like even a hobby of like food just cooking in the kitchen can turn into you know with a little effort and a little diving deep can turn into something that they may love to do yeah it is um sometimes when I think about uh the fact that that there's this 
full-time job now that literally didn't exist before. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this. I clearly didn't invent blogging, but (laughs) my, uh, my job didn't exist until I tried and kept trying. And, um, and so whenever people are asking me, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm I'm thinking about a blog. What what advice would you give? The advice that I give right off the bat is you have to try every single day until until things start to happen. You have to meet people who are doing what you want to do. You have to um, you have to get a little bit better every single day, and then eventually it falls into place. I didn't make money blogging like the first two years almost (laughs) or the first year and a half or something like this. I mean, it was like, I was very determined to make an income blog. (laughs) And, and it is not to say that it would take anybody two years um, to make an income at blogging. I just went about it probably all the wrong way before I got before I started doing it the right way, I, I should have done a little more like, like everything. I just dive in, you know, I should have done a little more research. <laughs> I, I don't know that I think it works better the way you did it. And saying that, I mean, people who just jump in and do, and then they learn from mistakes that they make. Like if they're not scared to throw themselves out there and, you know, put your recipes out in the world and throw the picture up. And then you're like, Oh, that didn't work. Let me try something different. Uh, that seems to work so much better than if you wait and you try to get as much, like try to make it as perfect as possible. And, and that yes, sure. going after it just seems to work and, and flow. Cause that's the way you learn. There's no way to learn unless you do. I think that's a great, a great point. And you know, when is it ever going to be perfect enough? If, if you're waiting for that moment, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you could write what you think is a perfect recipe on paper, but you don't actually know until you put it all together. Then you're like, oh, it doesn't come out right. I just had a guy who, uh, so I talked to him, MKT Distillery down in Katy, about making the hand sanitizer, but I talked to him about the process of making whiskey, and that's a crazy one because they make these batches of whiskey, and then they put it in a barrel, and they can't taste it to see if their recipe is good for six to 12 months. That is patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 patient. it's oh insane. I mean, to think about that, make you nervous. Like you invest all this time and effort into a, a recipe and a thing, and then you can't taste it. And then he said, sometimes you pull up in that barrel and it's like, Oh, that's terrible. You know, you're like, that's not good. Oh, yeah. And then there's, shame. then you're stuck with all of it. So it's, I mean, you really don't know until you, I mean, all you, you just have to try it, which I like that process that you took seems to be the pathway to everything. Just put stuff out and then learn from that and then put stuff out and then learn from that and not be afraid to do it. Yeah. And I, it is, it, it, it has been a, it has certainly had its um, ups and downs and moments of lots of tears and why am I even doing this? <laughs> um, but we're kind of at the point now where I am so grateful that that I didn't quit when it when it seemed 
pointless or, you know, because when you, when you first start, you put all this time into it and then you think, is anybody even making these recipes? Is anybody even, you know, I heard one time I felt like this is the best analogy ever. I bet the site at this point has over 500 recipes on it, but probably only out of those 500 recipes, maybe um, 50 of them are responsible for the majority of my traffic. So there's always these recipes that I feel like are sitting out there. I'm like, this is the, it's the best chocolate cake you're ever going to make. Is it anybody making this chocolate cake? <laughs> is it, is it ever going to get touched? But it's, and, I, and, and at the beginning there were, I mean, it was like, they're almost all like that. And now, um, now to be at the point where, where the numbers have grown so significantly and, um, it's always so satisfying when it's a recipe that you really love that people are taking to, um, it, it was all, all the headaches, all the tears, all the, everything was totally worth it. Well, when my husband tries to make me sit down to do tax stuff, I, I don't know if I feel like it was worth it. <laughs> but it's just for those, like, 30 minutes or so that we have to sit and talk about. Oh, that's like, awesome. Not my speed. Yeah. So, that, if something, a really interesting question to me is, like, what, at what moments and what part of this vlog, like, blogging process and the food making, like, not making any money – what are some of the things that really wanted to make you quit? Like where it started to creep into your head or did you never have that? Oh no, no, there were plenty of moments where, um, sorry, my family just walked in. I should, oh, that's okay. I probably should, um, go locate real quick to a quieter area. <laughs> they were at a birthday parade. Have you seen those on Facebook? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I see. We had one come by our street. They didn't come down our street, but they all parked down our street uh, in a cul-de-sac, so they were hidden. And then um, I came home from work, and I was like, there is a army of cars just everywhere. What is this? And nobody's ever parked down there like that. And then I, I saw them all getting out on top of their cars and getting their signs ready to drive by. I was like, oh, look, it's a parade. That's so cool. Yeah, they, they just went and did that. Um, what were we saying? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, the oh, times that made... I wanted to quit. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't start my website on WordPress. I started it through another site that shall remain unnamed because I don't want <laughs> to talk ugly about anybody. But um, this is this just was not a site that was um, basically this this. Um, platform was not designed for food bloggers um you like recipe plugins are very essential to the success of a food blog in that there needs to be a rating system an aggregate rating system which means that like if your wife really liked a recipe that she can go and give it five stars (laughs) (laughs) and if somebody really didn't like a recipe then they you know have the ability to can you hear me yeah now i can okay um 
So if if there's a recipe somebody doesn't like, they have the ability to to rate, you know, not give it five stars. But um, Google basically uses uh, this plugin as a way to say this is a recipe site. And therefore, when somebody is Googling, um, you know, such and such recipe, then my site will come up. Whereas if I didn't have that kind of plugin, then Google wouldn't, I, I could just type out, you know, ingredients and then method, but without a plugin, Google doesn't, um, Google doesn't really recognize you and you need to be a recipe site in Google's eyes in order to um, to grow, basically. And so we, it was probably at the point where I had um, maybe right around 200 recipes on the website and um, I had been begging this company, can you please provide us with a, a recipe plugin because you know, you have to have it as a food blogger. I'm, you know, this is something that I learned along the way. I didn't know, I learned it the hard way. And so, um, so I had to bring in a developer to be able to take all of the data that I had built on this one platform, recode it and put it on another, on, onto WordPress essentially. And the process was so, it was just, it was so nitpicky and grueling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, sometimes he would come back and say, well, I don't think it can be done because of this. And, and it, like, not that I can't do it, but it physically can't be transferred, which would have meant that I would have basically lost a little over a year's time because I would have had to have taken every single thing that I published and basically rewrite it and re-upload it and re-everything it. And, um, and then I, if, if I had to do that, I wouldn't have time to put out new content. And if you can't put out new content, you can't grow (laughs) really. So it was just like this, why me? <laughs> you know, kind of have like a little bit of a pity party and then you just get over it and put your big girl pants on and deal with it. And um, luckily the developer did find a way to recode everything um, to get it moved over to a WordPress site and, um, and everything was fine. But there, most of the time when I, when I just want to, to, you know, throw in the towel, it always has something to do with the technology end of things, the things that I feel like I don't understand or have any control over, like a Google algorithm change, which is a food blogger's nightmare, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So the little like the tedious things, but I can imagine like losing a year's worth of writing recipes and, you know, you doing it yourself, you're not really making money. You're trying to switch over so that you do make money, but it's so important that you do keep attention because people's attention spans, if they don't see you posting, they don't make the, they think you went away. Yes, for sure. And, and for, 
platforms like Pinterest, um, Pinterest loves content creators. Pinterest loves new ideas because people who are on Pinterest are always looking for new things to cook and new, you know, there people get on Pinterest for inspiration. And so, um, Pinterest will favor, uh, content creators who create a lot of content. So, um, so I try to put out at least four new recipes every week. Um, usually it's, it, it balances out to more like three, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's very important, uh, to put out new content for sure. Well, maybe you already have this, but with all the amount of recipes that you are putting out on the daily basis and on your website and how many you have on there, do you have a cookbook? Um, I don't, I have, uh, I actually recently had a, um, a publishing company reach out to me, um, to, to, kind of start talking about it, but they had a a set budget and a set number of recipes that they wanted developed and the numbers just didn't add up for us. And it really didn't make sense for me to put anything as far as, because I would have had to slow down uh, content creation for the website had I taken on that contract and monetarily it just really didn't make a lot of sense. So, um, it is definitely a goal and a dream to have a a cookbook. I, I, there are a lot of things that I want to do with the Anthony kitchen. Um, but you know, I really think that I just think when it's the right time, it'll be, everything will be right. It'll happen. So I'm just, trusting in that. So where is the Anthony, like where are those avenues that you want to take? I mean, I can't wait to watch your YouTube show because I think you have the personality for this totally. Um, (laughs) But where, where are you trying, like what are some of your goals for where this is going to, like, where would you like to see it go? Um, well, I, I absolutely, I would love to be a success on YouTube. Um, I, and I will keep trying until I am. <laughs> sure. I like it. Um, so, uh, so that you know, that's a direction. I would love to have a line of cookbooks. Um, I at first I thought, you know, I've done a lot of TV, and at first I thought, okay, so a show is will, and and I did have um, a local network telling telling me a lot that they, that they wanted to do a show. But again, um, once the, and that really, I would love to do that. I love on camera work. I love cooking. I love talking to people about food. Like I would much rather talk to you about food than write to you about food. (laughs) But I understand that writing is a necessary evil and it has to be done. (laughs) So, So I do it. Um, but, uh, but I don't, I, I don't necessarily, I, I think that once the website took off and started bringing in, um, a steady income that was really, um, helpful, uh, to our family, it took, um, this like 
back burner idea that like I needed to do TV kind of off the table. And again, it's one of those things that's like, you know, if that falls into place, then then I would love, that would be great. But everything has to, everything has to line up for that to work because what I've figured out turning the Anthony kitchen into a full-time job, I always wanted to be home with my kids. Um, I grew up with like a mom that just, she was such a hard worker and she's, she is like the best mom. (laughs) The great one. I still tell people when I grow up, I want to be just like my mom. Like she worked really hard for us. And, um, but she had a job where she traveled and, and I missed her a lot. And so, um, that was one of the reasons why when my husband asked if I wanted a storefront, I was like, no, cause then you would be married to it. And like, if your employee doesn't, you know, like I, um, I wanted to be home with my kids. So now when I'm making decisions for, okay, do I want to do this cookbook? Um, does, does doing a TV segment for this amount of money make sense? Um, I have to think about how much time is this going to take me away from my kids and is it going to in any way, shape or form benefit our family? And if it's not, then I'm not going to do it. (laughs) You know, I just, I'm not. I love I love sticking to your values like that. But also by going in the back burner and going with the things that you believe in, I mean, look where things have evolved where, I mean, YouTube's almost a place to be versus TV. Well, and, and I, the cost, um, what I figured out is I can put, I can essentially use um, – ad money that you that we make off of videos on our website um toward on my website toward the production of videos and and use that to start growing a video collection on youtube and start posting so i'm i'm trying to um trying to be smart about the way that i do it for sure but um but yeah i think youtube I think YouTube is is the place to be. Well, you have obviously you have kids. I don't know how much they're into nature, but have you ever seen the show Brave Wilderness? No. Uh-uh. So Coyote Peterson, uh, he started a free on YouTube. He just traveled around and he does stuff about animals and insects and all sorts of things. And then he wanted to do a thing where he gets bit so that he can show what the most vicious sting is of all these creatures and like how to take care of it if you do get stung while you're searching for animals. Well, that, it blew up. And I mean, like his channel's gigantic. He's got a, it's a TV show basically on YouTube for free and it's awesome. It's well produced. You can see like the production get better and better as it goes on. Um, And now he's on TV shows as well, but he keeps that YouTube, like that's his bread and butter. Like that's his thing. And it's just an awesome thing to look at. Like this is how it starts. Just like your food, you know, blog where and your website, this is where it starts. Just a little bit, just a little bit, and then 
Maybe you'll be the Coyote Peterson of the food on YouTube world. <laughs> well, I don't. I know better than to jump into it and think that I'm. I'm just gonna be the queen of the castle. <laughs> I. I know that it takes. I know now. I learned from the blog that it takes time to grow these things. So I'm. I hope that I can be there one day, but but I'll just keep trying until I get there. Have you? Ha, that's a and that's a really good question. Learning the patience with it, like. So you've learned like through that you were probably wanting it to go right now, right now, right now. In the beginning, like, I need to get this to go. And if it didn't happen, you know, in a week, it would just be, oh, why isn't it going in a week? But now you understand a little bit more about how it's played. And you're like, okay, I understand that this YouTube thing is going to take time. So I will just keep on and keep on. Um, Yeah, for sure. That value of learning that patience. I mean, I can see it in you when you're talking. I mean, people can't see you, but I can see it in you like that you – you understand, like, you know what it takes. Yeah, I think that, um, I, I think overnight success is, the, right, that's like the American dream maybe, or, or maybe the American dream is, is working, just working hard and, and making something of yourself. But um, I think that, I think when you're really excited about something, you have, and you feel like you're really you know, like I, I, I hope this doesn't come across as cocky, but I feel like I'm really good at developing recipes. I feel like, like I'm like, like I was meant to do that. Um, but like I said earlier, just cause I'm really good at developing recipes doesn't mean I'm really good at everything that it takes to get your recipe in front of the eyes of mass amounts of people. And it's really equal parts. Um, There's, in fact, there's probably a bias the other way, you know, for that says that um, if you have more of a platform before you start building recipes, even if your recipes are terrible, your recipes are going to be in front of a lot more people than, than somebody who doesn't have a platform, but maybe is incredible at recipe development. So, so you have to build it and they will come. I like it. I like it. Well, let everybody know where they can find all of your stuff that you're putting out, your YouTube channel, your website, Instagram, all that good stuff. All right. Well, um, so the website is www.theanthonykitchen.com. And uh, you can find me at Instagram at the Anthony Kitchen. Same goes for YouTube and Facebook and on Pinterest. I am the Anthony Kitch because I chose too long of a blog name. (laughs) (laughs) Let me have the Ian in at the end. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I love it. Um, I just like how inspiring it is to hear stories where you can like – it pumps me up. It gets me fired up to just want to go out and create something new. And even when you get down, like things happen that don't always go the best or it takes a long time. If you wade through that, if you really believe in what you're doing, you'll be successful in the end one way or the other. I like it. I dig the whole story. Um, I'll ta- I'll put everything in the show notes for your website and all that. And uh, 
the YouTube channel. I'm going to be sure to go and watch all that stuff on there now that I know about it. Uh, thank you so much, Kelly, for being on. It's been fun. Oh, thank you for having me. It was nice to talk to you kind of in person and, <laughs> yeah. and for real. Go give your wife a hug for me and just tell her thank you. I'm so serious. I just, I have all the gushy feelings for her right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely do that for sure. All right. Okay. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned into this episode. Don't forget, go support your local brands and businesses that you believe in. Shout them out on your social media page as much as possible. And until the next episode, see ya.